This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, hour number two, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. Whitey, feisty first hour here of Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. We had D and DC just coming at you. Yeah. The text line in the 408 coming at me. JD, I'm a bit disappointed in you. (laughs) Of all people, I thought you would understand what Clay brings to the team. Poole is atrocious defensively. He, uh, he is second worst in the league, for heaven's sake. The games Pool was finishing uh, are the ones we lost. A small tweak by Kerr finally. Well, he hasn't really tweaked anything. I mean, he, he Clay Thompson's been playing in all those games. That was the point that I was trying to make. Yeah. Uh, but And look, Kerr's on record as saying he's not going to do it. But I'm the one, Whitey, for crying out loud, that's saying Clay Thompson can still help this team win a championship. I know. And I said... Why? Is it negative to say, boy, he's not playing as well right now? He had two catastrophic injuries, so we don't know if he'll be back uh, to anything close to what he was. Is that negative, or is that not cold, hard reality staring the Warriors in the face right now, J.D.? Come on. You know, it it really is. Uh, I want to revisit. You brought up the T word uh, in the first hour, Uh, so we'll we'll get into that. Uh, And also what Bob Myers had to say with Steiny and Guru earlier this week here on, on 95.7 The Game. And there was also a quote last night from Kavon Looney that really stood out that I want to read. And it was it was telling on the positive front for one of the two-way players. It also was telling on the view of the young players at, at this point. So we'll get to that coming up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's get back to the phones and go to Bobby in Oakland here, getting us tipped off in hour number two. What's going on, Bobby? Bobby. Hey, hey, good, good, good to hear you guys on the air as always. Good show here, for sure. Hey, real quick, let's hit up Wiseman real quick. Um, I'm a big believer in Wiseman. I would say by the time he's 23, 24, he'll definitely be a problem for this league once he gets his feet on the belt, but just not on the team. He doesn't fit here, unfortunately. The system doesn't fit. So, yeah, you might have to look at trading him. Hopefully he can get a couple solid defenders. I don't know if you have to throw a pick or another player in. Get a couple solid defenders that get us to that top ten on that defensive front because you need to be a good defensive team to win the chip. With Clay, I see some I see some hope. I saw what the, the, a little bit of vintage Clay in the Orlando game. He made a couple defensive plays. He's been off for three months. He needs to get his leg, yep. his win. 
his timing, his balance. And I would say another 10 or 12 games, I, I, I would expect to see an upward climb in toward the, the end of the playoff or the end of the season. I think we'll at least get the clay we had last year, if not better, for that standpoint. And one other thing, too, for example, right now, the Warriors are not looking good. They've been through this before. I think over a period of time, just like Clay, we'll see the Warriors gradually go up on the defensive scale. They'll get their time to get the, the bench going. I, I don't have any worries there. Everything right now it looks, you know, it up and down, but I think we'll be fine going toward the end of the year. That's it. Thanks, Bobby. Thank, thanks, Bobby. Good, good phone call. I, I kind of agree on Wiseman. I'm starting to come around to the thought that it just may not happen here because it's more the fit than the talent or the confidence. It just they've tried different things, and I think he's going to have a career. But it just seems like he has to be in an environment where he's just going to play and struggle and figure it out and get better. And that is just that is not. The Warriors' environment. He needs the 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 year that we covered when we were doing pre and post game. He needs yes. the 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 fifteen the and fifty yeah. gap year where Steph and Clay are both out and and Draymond's in and out and nobody cares about winning and you just go play and you know on a team like that, I think Wiseman could flash a lot more and maybe grow up. A, a little more quickly. Yeah, I'm remembering the centers on that team. We had well, we had Willie Colley Stein, Marquise Chris, uh, Smiley Geach played a little center, and Dragon Bender. Remember those were the those were oh some of the guys that played center on that team. Um, I hope Bobby's right, and I hope you're right. I hope Wiseman does have a an NBA future. One thing that Bobby said that is absolutely true, and, and here we are. I'll speak for myself. You know, kind of wringing my hands here about where the Warriors are. And you can understand, I I think that's legitimate and I think that's valid and understandable given the way they're playing. But it is true also, last year, as you know, J.D., there were stretches in the second half of the season during which the Warriors looked, they didn't look good at all, right? And they won a championship. And there were stretches there was like, what is wrong? Also last year, remember the Celtics were, people were talking about breaking up that core until about January, and they went to the finals. So it is true, got a long ways to go. But there's, there's just no way around the fact that there are some real issues here that Steve Kerr and his staff have to figure out sooner than later. Both of those things are true. 888-957-9570. Dory in San Francisco next here on Warriors This Week. Hey, Dory. Hey, hey Whitey. Uh, a couple of things. Um, real quickly on Clay, but I really want to talk more about Anthony Lamb. Uh, Clay was atrocious shooting last night. But he makes winning plays at the end of the game. Right under the three-minute mark, you get that 25-footer. No hesitation, brought them within one. He uh, put that um, Mm bone-crunching screen that freed Steph for the three with 35 seconds to play. And then he played really good defense on on Donovan Mitchell with 21 seconds left, and Donovan got off an awful look at a three. So, you know... (laughs) He was terrible, but when at the very end, he made winning plays. So that's just one thing. But with Anthony Lamb, I have a question. I know that Shams reported in The Athletic about a year and a half ago that there seemed to be support both in the Players Union and within the NBA to get rid of the 50-game limitation and allow the two-way players to play in the playoffs. But that did not happen. So if we can fast forward, and let's say in March we're in the same situation we are now, 
Anthony Lamb seems to be the player ahead of the lottery picks, ahead of Jermichael Green. How does how do the Warriors then convert Anthony Lamb to be a roster player? Do they have to just drop Jermichael Green? Because they're not going to drop the lottery players, I don't think, assuming they're still with the team. Uh, how, how does that work to get him to be eligible for the playoffs and to change his status to be a roster player? Uh, yeah, thanks for the call. You have to Good have call. an open roster spot among your 15 and the Warriors do. They only have right now. The Warriors have 16 players. They have 14 players on full-scale NBA contracts, and they have two two-way players, Anthony Lamb and, and Ty Jerome. So once the once those are fulfilled, the the 50 games uh, worth, then you have to convert. You have to convert to a. a so basically, it would just you just convert them into that fifteenth roster spot. The Warriors wouldn't have to get rid of anybody if they wanted they have room. one of those two players, but it would take a roster spot away from somebody that they may look to acquire on the buyout market. The Warriors built in that flexibility in part because of the luxury tax, but they have a roster spot that they can either add somebody from the outside or convert a two-way player into uh, a regular. Uh, NBA contract, which makes him eligible for the playoffs. And you can do that at any point, even the last day of the regular season. And my understanding is, well, yeah, it wouldn't make much sense that late in the year, but you can also, if you do that, convert one of your two ways, you can then bring in another two-way player. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, J.D., we, you just mentioned that you know the gap year. I remember the Warriors were wrestling with with what to do with Kai Bowman, and wasn't at that time wasn't it like forty five days? And if he practiced, that was one of the days, and they changed it to fifty games rather than forty five days with the team. Right, they they it was a lot more difficult to manipulate at that point, but they've they've made it easier, and I think eventually they may go the route that they did not go in terms of just all right that flexibility needs to be there for teams and 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 will allow if a player has to play enough in the regular season maybe there will be an a, an allowance for for him to be able to play uh, in the in the playoffs as well so 888-957-9570 why do you have a real real quick point yeah i just that was a great call from dory and i really appreciate the fact that dory brought up something that i know i didn't bring up today that talked about clay and that bone crunching screen that he said i think it was isaac okoro who probably is still still seeing stars so I appreciate that Dory pointed that out. Thank you, Dory. Uh, let's go to Duck Sauce in San Jose. What's going on, Duck Sauce? Hey, Whitey, JD. Thanks for taking my call. Great show as always. Um, I just wanted to give a couple takes on the, the youth and, uh, you know, the whole juggling, the two timelines and all this. Um, I, I just feel like the NBA right now in general is just getting so obsessed with, you know, how young can we get? This guy's got tremendous upside. He could be this one day. He could be that. Um, you know, you got teams like the the Thunder. They got 20 million draft picks, but, I mean, they've been tanking for five years. You know, like, who wants a philosophy like that? I'm not accusing the Warriors of having that philosophy. I'm just saying, you know, earlier in the season or earlier this year, I mean, the Raptors wouldn't even consider Kevin Durant because Scotty Barnes' upside is so tremendous, and he's a great player, but I guarantee he'll never be half the player KD will be. You know, all I'm saying is, is I understand, you know, why draft picks are valuable. I just, and I promise you guys, I'm not going to get political here on your show, but it almost reminds me of politics where like you, you have an idea and it goes so far either right or left. It's like, 
you know, let's reel it in a little bit. Like, let's live in the now, NBA, you know, and the Warriors included. Like, if these young guys ain't ready to go, then that's just is what it is, man. Like, we might have to get some vets and go with it, but let's live in the present. Stop worrying so much about the future or what a guy will be or where he'll fit. I mean, we're good enough still to where, you know, if they're not if they're not part of the equation, then that just is what it is, guys. You know what I mean? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it, guys. Keep up the great show. Yeah, thanks, Duck Sauce. I, I think the Warriors are, are finding that out almost on a game-by-game basis. I think they had a plan for what they thought this year could look like, and they have realized very quickly that with DiVincenzo out, you're not getting enough from him as far as the veterans you brought in. Jamichael Green hasn't been a productive player. Kaminga and Wiseman, for the most part, are unplayable. I'm a little curious as to what's going on with Moses Moody. Me too. Because I think, I think Moses Moody can play and, and be a playoff playable type player. It is a no-brainer when he makes shots. It does get tricky when he doesn't. I know that's something you've always pointed out. When he makes shots, that seems to be the key as to whether he is, is playable, and he just hasn't done it consistently enough when he's gotten opportunities. But the Warriors are finding out quickly that they don't have the veterans that they had last year to be able to not play the young players and still win at a really high level. And right now they're they're going to two-way players and giving them more run, and Steph's got to do all this uh, you know, in dominant fashion to beat teams like Sacramento. And I think they're almost adjusting on the fly and trying to figure out how good this team can be as it's currently constituted and whether they're going to have to feel like if it's worth it to go try and maybe change course and make some kind of a trade to bring in some kind of a veteran. J.D., I'm really glad you brought up uh, Moody because I've, I've been wondering, too, he's like, hmm, I mean, he plays hard, he's smart, he's focused, uh, shot is a little less consistent than we've seen it at times last year, but, you know, he's capable. I'm trying to figure out, well, why wouldn't he be playing more? And the only thing I can think of is going back to when he was drafted, I remember even people that were high on Moses Moody at the time were saying, He's a good team defender, but he doesn't have a lot of lateral quickness. And that's like the only thing I can think of. I don't know, unless there's a, an injury there that we're not aware of. Um, I'll be surprised if he doesn't resurface in the rotation at some point. To Duck Sauce's point about teams that tank over and over and over, and you look at Orlando now, and they, they almost have a full roster of lottery picks, uh, and they're, they're figuring it out. But here's where that gets really difficult. Look at OKC right now. He mentioned uh, the Thunder. And they're, they played well this week. But they got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's you know, J.D., he's a really good player, right? And he's, he's getting to the point now where people are wondering how much longer, and I don't know the details on his contract, but he's saying, hey, I like it here. I, I think we're going to turn around. If they don't, a guy like him at some point, he's going to say, I'm out of here. I don't want to stay through that, uh, through that. So that's where it gets tricky. You can only keep doing that for so long until the young players that you've groomed or had, some of them say, I don't want a part of this anymore. No, I, I think I think you're onto something there. Uh, to the the pre- previous caller's point about Clay in the winning you know, winning plays, I thought that was was spot on, and I think that's the reason why Steve Kerr continues to to go to him and has said that he's not going to go away from him. You know, if yeah. there was ever a night maybe to do it, it might have been last night, and I didn't really think Kerr was going to do it, and he didn't, and immediately it was. 
boom, boom, boom. Three plays that he makes. And the, the screen, I know there was a – it was not a good night for the officials last night. I, I thought <laughs> no. both ways. more. You know, the, the, Last night was one of those nights where it was, it was pretty bad, and the Warrior fans were frustrated. The building at Chase last night was really frustrated and edgy, but I think that brought a – it brought a good energy and, and juice to the game. But, yeah, that Clay might have gotten away with one on the – Maybe. Uh, on yeah. the clear out of Okoro there to free Steph up for the three. And I got one more here for Bobby. Uh, not for Bobby. Not Bobby, but for my buddy D, uh, who says I'm too negative about Clay. It's true what you just said. And as Dory said, last night Clay made some winning plays down the stretch. But you go back to just the Sacramento game earlier this week, and he committed a really bad foul on DiVincenzo that luckily they didn't call, but that was a terrible play at the end of the game. So Clay is still figuring some of that stuff out. He got away with one there, but the, even the two-minute report, uh, you know, the two-minute report said, did he foul him? Duh. I think that's what the two-minute report said. So he's still, he's not always uh, the Clay of old even at crunch time. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. The Xfinity mobile text line is open. Uh, We've got a couple of phone lines open right now if you want to get in. Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. I wanted to read to you, Whitey, this quote from Kavon Looney last night. And the question was about the organization finding players that fit the Warriors system, and it was angled toward Anthony Lamb. Anthony Lamb, a, a real key cog in, in last night's win, uh, as he was able to score 10 points off the bench. He was a plus six, and, and Steve Kerr really uh, going to him over some of the lottery picks. Here's what Kevon Looney had to say, and I'll read it to you. Quote, guys who have a high IQ, we rely on spacing, cutting, being on the court with all-stars. You have to know where to be at. The front office has done a great job of finding guys like that, Anthony Lamb is an example. Uh, I took that as, all right, nod to Anthony Lamb, but I also took that as, wow, unintentional shots fired at the Warriors' young players. Maybe, but the big difference there, as we all know, is Anthony Lamb played in college, right? Ty Jerome played in college, and Kuminga Wiseman played, what, three games? I mean, those guys just don't have, they haven't had the opportunity to develop that kind of basketball IQ. So whether that's a shot at them or not, but it does speak to the question of fit right now. You have two-way players coming in with some, uh, with a much keener, uh, better developed sense of how to play basketball. They're fitting right in, and the two young guys that are inexperienced basketball players are really struggling. That's, that's the reality where we are right now. I think that's one of the underlying issues of this whole two-timeline plan starting to unravel. It, Bob Myers, the, the the comments with respect to needing one and a half or expecting you know, one and a half of the three between Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman to, to be a factor come playoff time, to be a factor significantly as far as... Did it surprise you that he said that, by the way? Did that kind of surprise you at all that he said that? Yes. Yeah. It it did. It did. And it, it it also makes me think, well, what does that mean? And, like, who's he talking about? And, I mean, it in, in a way it's kind of obvious, but, it, I mean, I think – I feel like Moody's the one. And maybe it's Moody or Kaminga and they don't know who's the one and who's the half, but Wiseman's not part of that. Like, to me, it's – I would view it as Moody's the one and and, you know, as far as, like, he's the guy that they probably can count on by the end of the year – and Kaminga maybe maybe a little bit. Kaminga's the half, if if that makes sense. But it it did surprise me because it was a pretty blunt acknowledgement that 
all three have a long way to go. Yeah, um, and it's pretty clear from just the way they've played Kuminga that they're giving him every opportunity, and as an organization, they are committed to him. We've talked about this, J.D. You go back to last year, how many times Steve Kerr said, well, he's in the rotation, and then he couldn't stay in the rotation for whatever reasons. And it even keeps this happening. Year, yeah, and it's, he, happened even, this, it's happening right now. Even this week, yes, it ha- it yes. He had the developmental game in New Orleans a week ago last night. Knocked the rust off. He's back in the rotation. Steve Kerr said for four days, Kaminga's back yes. in the rotation, and he was in the rotation for the first half against Sacramento, and then done. Yeah, he played four minutes last night in the first half, and then done in the second half. That's already in twelve games, Whitey. That's about the fifth time that Kaminga's been in the rotation and then out of the rotation in the same night. Yeah, and my point isn't at all. Oh, Kaminga's terrible. My point is the organization is bending over backwards to try. Steve, you got to get him. We got to play Kuminga. We got to give him a time, a chance to develop. And the coaches are trying, and he just is not playing well enough to earn more minutes right now. All right, more phone calls coming up. We're halfway through. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Also, a little more perspective on how great Steph Curry has been these last two games in guiding the Warriors to a couple of wins to get them to five and seven. That's straight ahead. Warriors this week, ninety-five-seven. The game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kaminga up the floor. Penetrates. Drives in for the dunk, and he flushed it down, beating two defenders right to the rim. And that is a wake-up call for the crowd here at Chase. Jonathan Kaminga, a little elevation sensation there, right over the top of Monk. Malik Monk, welcome to YouTube. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. 
All right, rolling along here on a Saturday, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. Highlight there from the game on Monday. Warriors able to beat the Kings. And, uh, Whitey, because the Warriors haven't played the Kings enough here in the first couple of weeks of the season, yeah. they, they play again tomorrow. Then they don't play again until April, I think. Yeah, it's been yeah, April. Se- it's actually the second to last game of the season is the next time after tomorrow that the Warriors play the Kings. I know we April said 7. the game last week, we said, uh, or Monday, we said, this is for you know early in the year, really important game, and I think the same things apply tomorrow, don't you? For both teams, it's a really significant game. Yeah, more so, I think, to be honest, for the Warriors, because, and I mean, they haven't won a road game yet. They still have not won a road game yet. They are 0-6 on the road, and they're finding ways to get it done at home, even when they're not playing well or they're trying to clearly work through some things. I think the Warriors' spirit has been better. The last two games, I, I, I think especially last night, I think the defensive intensity, you know, conscientious to the game plan, I, I think those types of things have been there the, the la- really last night even more than Monday. Monday it just felt like fight, scratch, claw, whole hell of a lot of Steph to get the job done and then and then kind of move on from there. I think the hope is that the Warriors can continue to win enough here over this stretch leading up to Thanksgiving to where they can get to 500, get slightly above 500. And as the stretch plays out with all of these games in a short period of time, you can start to relax a little bit and add the young players back into the mix. And hopefully they're able to contribute more effectively or at least not kill you at the level that they've been killing you in these first 12 games. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see how the Warrior defense looks against the Kings because real quick in that game they played Monday, Sacramento scored 36 in the second quarter. And obviously, it appears to me the Warriors heard about that at halftime. Then they gave up only 46 in the entire second half to Sacramento. So we'll see uh, how much uh, traction they get defensively against the Kings. Uh, Sacramento, sometimes that's like a home game for the Warriors as far as a crowd involvement. Yeah, no doubt. And the Kings yeah. are playing better. They were 0-4, uh, as, as yeah. we had talked about. And they've won five of the last seven. And they, they think that's... You know, two, it should be seven of the last seven because of a couple of calls that went uh, against them. They, they've mm-hmm. done a nice job, uh, not to make it totally about them, but they've done a nice job rebounding from basically three games. There's three games that I think have been the tells to the to the Kings getting back on track, and they're they're not great tells necessarily overall. But they played they played at Charlotte, at Orlando, and at the Lakers, and they won all three games. All three of those games, they completely did not respect their opponent, almost as if they felt that that they were, you know, the opponent was beneath them. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they played the Lakers last night without LeBron, got down twelve, had a little run before halftime, and then wound up winning the game down the stretch. But they were down most of that game, and it, it they've to their credit, they got down twenty in Orlando, they got down fifteen in Charlotte, they got down twelve to the Lakers without LeBron, who were two and nine, now two and ten. And they so they, they still are kind of fighting that young team that, that thinks they're better than they are thing. But to their credit, they've been able to be talented enough to still come back with not playing anything close to a full game and win. So it's it, there's something to, I think, your talent level 
being better when you are able to do that. And they've now been able to do that three times. Like this Kings team in years past, I think with the way things started, may very well have been two and nine right now and not five and six. Yeah, Fox is shooting the ball way, way better than he ever has. And also it's interesting to watch Sacramento with Mike Brown as a coach, how similar they are in some ways stylistically to the Warriors. I'm not saying they're as good as the Warriors. Or they're, they're just like the Warriors, but in some ways stylistically, it's like, oh, yeah, I see Coach Brown is applying some of the same philosophies. For example, they you know they got two backup centers that are big that never play because they go to Mezzi Metsu, they go with a small backup center. So it is interesting to see how warrior-like Sacramento has been at times already this year. Quick note on Steph Curry. Uh, these last two games, and the Warriors have needed all of this. Curry, the oldest player with consecutive 40-point games since Michael Jordan did it uh, in 2002. That was the Wizards, Wizards. Yeah. iteration yeah. Of, of Michael Jordan, the oldest player in 20 years with consecutive 40-point games. And, yeah, Steph has just been spectacular and doesn't look like he's he's slowing down at all. No, I was trying to think earlier, well, who have we seen this from before? A guy who gets to his, approaches his mid-30s and then gets better. You know, Kobe was still good, but he was working extra hard just to stay close to as good as he had been. You mentioned Steve Michael. Nash. Yeah, yeah, um, right, when he went to Phoenix. Uh, and then, you know, Michael had some moments with the Wizards, but his knees were shot and he fell apart. So I don't think we've seen it. Ginobili had a nice year older as an older player in San Antonio. But just just see, going back to last year, what Curry's done, I think uh, – uh, Curry, pardon me – I think on some level, doing what he accomplished last year, it's like now he has nothing to prove. And there were all those naysayers. You notice they got nothing anymore. And it just seems like he's just more comfortable as Steph Curry running this team than he's ever been at any point in his career. There's a freedom to that, I, I think. Just, just you know, uh, a yeah. YOLO, let it all hang out type of type of mentality that, that can be in play for Steph along those lines. Let, let's get back to the phones here. Uh, 888-957-9570. J.D. and Whitey on Warriors uh, this week here on a Saturday. And let's get to City Boy. What's going on, City Boy? Hey, what's up, fellas? Love listening to the basketball talk this morning. Um, yeah, you know, Draymond had a great had a great comment on Steph last night after the game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, you know, they were asking him about the level that Steph's at and, and you know, how it's, you know, some of the best basketball of his career. And Draymond alluded to the fact that Steph, you know, what he's doing, it isn't even necessarily just the shot making, the scoring, and the assists. He said the way he's kind of running, making, you know, orchestrating the offense, I guess, kind of like, you know, like Michael Jordan used to do this. He was kind of like the maestro. He was like a conductor, like kind of pulling the strings and making the game go the way he wanted to. And and I realized that Steph, you know, I mean, defensively the Warriors have been challenged. But, you know, Draymond said that what Steph's doing, you know, mentally and kind of the way he's running running the game is, is just on a whole other level, which has been pretty fun to watch. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about the G League and getting Wiseman and Kaminga some run because – these dudes need to play, and, and it ain't going to be for the Warriors anytime soon because they're just not good enough right now. You know, I mean, Anthony Lamb proved it. I mean, measurables are one thing, and drafting players on measurables alone is really, really dangerous. Um, you know, and I get why they do it because, you know, those dudes have crazy measurables, but they need to play. And, and what do you think of their chances of, of going down to the G League and getting some run? Because 
I feel like that's what they, they really need. Uh, what do you think? Thanks, City Boy. I don't think the Warriors are deep enough right now to take them off the roster and send them down. I mean, you've already got Baldwin and Rollins down there, and and those two are going to be fluctuating back and forth. Uh, I think it could benefit each player individually, without a doubt. I think there is a, a worry, in particular with Wiseman, that sending him down is a demotion and, and maybe hurts a confidence level that, that has been something that the Warriors have bristled at, at concerns over his confidence or mentality. They, they don't like really talking about it or, or acknowledging it, but I think it, it's something where they feel it's more beneficial to, for him to be with the big team. I think Kaminga just flat out thinks, hey, I played in the G League. That's beneath me. Like I, I should be playing in the NBA. And I, I, to me, it's... You said it earlier. I, I think the Kaminga problem is is more significant because it feels like he's less impactful now than even yeah. he was a year ago at this time, where he would at least come in the game and and make a couple flash plays. And it felt like the veterans last year enjoyed playing with Kaminga. Like he gave them a lift when he came into the game, and now it feels like it's completely the opposite. Like you don't belong out here with us. Is almost how it, how it feels. Yeah. For, before I address that, you know, City Boys' comments um, really appreciate them as far as Draymond and what he said about Steph. What Steph's doing right now, the last couple of games, JD, is you know. Anybody who's listening, you know, we watch a lot of basketball. He's doing right now. Steph is what only the truly great players do where he's almost bending the game to his will and we all like to say superstars should do that it, it, and it's not it's not something that's easy for anyone to do but the last two games you know city boy talked about how well Draymond mentioned that Steph is orchestrating things but the, those fourth quarters last two fourth quarters bending the game to his will in a way that puts a lie to the notion that Steph Curry well he's just the greatest shooter of all time I mean he is that but he's showing he's so much more than that now and it is it's um like I said when we started the show it borders on the unbelievable it's hard to to believe that he scored what last two games is it uh 87 points on 47 shots that's just impossible real quick on Kuminga and Wiseman in the G League that's a fascinating question to me cuz okay Wiseman goes to the G League and then he dominates um does he is he able there to address the things that he really needs to work on, which are you know defensive instincts and and responding defensively to things that he may not see in the G League that he's going to see here? I don't know. Kaminga too. Do they go to the G League and then dominate and then come back here? It's like that was great, but now you got to play totally differently. I, I I've mentioned before. I hope you don't mind me mentioning. I do a podcast with former Kings coach Jerry Reynolds, um, and he was saying this week, you know, Wiseman has he he got to play. If he doesn't play with a varsity, he's got to play with the JVs. So a lot of basketball people are saying that. I'm just, you know, I'm not sure if, if we're going to help him that much. I think the Warriors would have already done it. Or maybe, J.D., if I'm going to trade him and Moody, I don't want them getting hurt. Well, here's the deal. Uh, here's the deal. I, I, I'm not sure it's necessarily about the last part. No, but probably But I not. think the Warriors are still at a point where they view, and I think we're, we're saying the same thing, they need Kaminga and Wiseman to fit their games in a box to help this team. And playing in the G League and, yeah. and dominating is not – it's just not going to click. It may the, be the like, case. They need Kaminga to be uh, – I, I think they need Kaminga to, to just – 
be a piece that fits, that can play every night with the rest of these championship players. They need him to work on doing those things, the rebounding, the running the floor, being energy, not making mistakes defensively. You know, that, that's the kind of player they need him to be. Bring the element that they don't currently have. Wiseman, rebound, run the floor. Don't be a step slow defensively and where you're supposed to be. Be in the dunker spot. You know, just not asking him to do a whole heck of a lot, and both of them have been unable to do that effectively. Going down to the G League, I don't think helps right. that I, specifically. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a really intricate, tricky issue, but I'm with you for the most part. I I agree with that. Ed in San Francisco next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ed. Hey, uh, that's funny. I was just uh, I was interested in the same question that you've been dealing with. Actually, I don't think Wiseman has looked that bad. He's gotten a lot of fouls, but he's actually, it seemed to me, he was improving his game. He was, like, mixing it up inside. He's not. You're right. He's not going to get better. Uh, well, maybe if he goes to the G League, he get better. you got to remember, a guy that size has never had any opposition like in high school or any place else he's been. I mean, he hasn't been rebounding against seven-footers. And uh, the only way he's going to learn how to do that is by re- rebound against seven footers. I-, I think they definitely should be playing him and 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 Kaminga also. I don't think Kaminga looked that bad last night. You know, he came in and he was he, he was actually trying to rebound, <laughs> and he made a, he made a nice hoop and he made a dunk. Uh, and, you know, but except uh, of course. Uh, that guy with the long hair, what's his name? Uh, he looked he looked better than either one of them. Lamb? Uh, yeah. Lamb, yeah. Lamb looked really good. So, I mean, uh, I guess they've got to play well enough to uh, maybe put Lamb on the bench or at least get in the same kind of minute. Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, Anthony Lamb is a more playable player right now than than Kaminga. Incredible. And and Moody, really. It's Wiseman, I mean, he's not a center, so I'm gonna, I'll take Wiseman out of the equation. But Lamb is playing over Kaminga and Moody. I know Kaminga has played what – for for all the talk about Kaminga being back in the rotation, I think he's played 12 minutes in the last two games and none in the second half of either game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's he's – He's back in the rotation. Yeah, Lamb last night, 23 minutes, 10 points, hit 4 of 7, 2 of 5 threes, and he had four rebounds. To uh, Ed's point, if you really try really hard to find something positive about Kaminga last night, I think it's he was pretty active on the glass. He was credited with two offensive rebounds. You may remember he had a tap, uh, kept the ball alive, and I think Looney ended up scoring. Uh, so, yeah, give him credit for that. But he, you know, last year there were times when we talked about this, JD. He would bring energy when the Warriors lacked energy. He could come in and sometimes give them some energy. Now he's just giving them kind of a nervous energy that's not always constructive, and he needs to just play more focused. Um, I, yeah, again, I think if you go to the G League, he just goes and dunks on everybody, and I'm not sure that helps him. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors this week. We're with you until one o'clock here on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, let, let's go ahead and hear the clip from Bob Myers uh, earlier this week as he joined uh, Steiny and Guru here on ninety five seven. The game as he does uh, each and every week here. And uh, here's here's what Bob Myers had to say as far as the Warriors' young players and and just. How much is reasonable to expect on this team with the expectations? 
I've always kind of thought that when we drafted the young guys, eventually they'd help us. But in the meantime, let's try to give, like we did last year, this team a chance to win a championship. Don't know if it would happen or not. And and again, you don't really know with youth. Sometimes 20-year-olds help you. Sometimes they don't. When they don't, you got to look to some of the veterans. Some of our vets haven't played. Uh, DiVincenzo, I think, is a veteran in some sense. Uh, Iguodala, we'll see when he gets back. We leaned on a lot of the guys last year, and I'm sure that's been stated as to the value that those minimum guys brought last year. We'll see. It's a long deal. I think the young guys will do more than they're doing. I'd be surprised if this is what it is this early. I think the bench will be better. The starters, they have a good net rating. Um, but, but even them, I think there's growth. Yeah, growth to be made from from the starting group, but it still has been a, a big-time net positive group, one of yeah. the, the best in the league. I think, and we talked about this last week, the starters I thought were coasting in the and you know, playing well but coasting coming off of the championship i think these last two games the starters have not been coasting i think they've been trying to win but that's part of the theme of the show today is that what the warriors are doing right now it's necessary they've won a couple of games because steph has been a legend <laughs> 40 plus and 17 and 18 point fourth quarters and wiggins and draymond and looney have all been really good and they've patched together the rest of it by going away from the young players. The theme of the show, though, today is it's getting better, but it's not sustainable at the level that the Warriors are not getting contributions from from players up and down their roster. I will say this, speaking of the starters, I know you go back to that Detroit game. That was a game where I was in for you doing the pre and post because you had 49er duty. And I think it was the game before that, too. Wiggins was like, he's like, ah, oh, he didn't play well. Wiggins is playing out of his mind the last two games. Wiggins had 25 points in 40 minutes against the Kings. And then last night he had 20 points on 13 shots. So he's really playing well. Looney is incredible, isn't he? I mean, he's just so consistent. Last year the Warriors kept trying to, well, we can't start Looney and Draymond together. It's like, okay, we have to because he's that good. Draymond's having a really good start to the season. Um, so, yeah, Clay has struggled, but the starting five has played really well. There's just that huge drop-off, and for all the talk, which is understandable about it's early, the young players should get better, the veterans, um, you know, they haven't played well yet, Iguodala will be back. These are all still open questions, and you, the Warriors clearly, they're, they're singing a happy tune on that, but that has to get better for them to be able to contend this year. That area of the bench has to be more consistent. Poole played better last night. That's a start. The defense has been better, but that's still the pressing issue with this team, and that'll determine whether they can actually be a contending team, is if the bench is able to somehow, some way, find some combination where they're able to consistently give the Warriors close to what they saw last year from the bench. Yeah, and they got Jordan Poole going a little bit last yeah, night. Yeah. I think DiVincenzo being back, they would tell you that, that DiVincenzo being back would help Jordan Poole play him a little bit more off the ball. I thought Poole was more decisive offensively last night, really looking to attack rather than uh, just you know dribbling out in the key, trying to survey everything, running the, running the clock down, and then getting into – uh, somewhat of a of an awkward move, so that's part of it. I think the clay thing, yes, more patience. Again, my my issue with the clay thing is not the fact that it's going to take time or that he shouldn't get time. It's just to me, it's more what is the ceiling as far as how close he he can be when he is at his best. It, it's got to be better. I think it will be better. Is it as good as he was last year? 
at the end, maybe. I think that's something you would take right now. It's probably not going to be what he was in years past. We've, we've talked about that a ton. And then it comes down to the young players. It, it really does. And it, it leads down the path, Whitey, of at what point, and this is where I think the winning and losing and where the Warriors are in the standings matters, at what point do the Warriors start to look at the young players and say, it's not going to happen, but the rest of this team is good enough to contend? And does that lead down the path of them looking to make a trade involving one or both of these players? I know they don't want to do it. I know it's been billed as the next wave, which I think is a little bit unfair to view Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman as the next wave, almost as if they're the next, along with Poole, Steph, Clay, Draymond. Like That's just not fair to them. It's also unrealistic. But at some point, do you just say, we don't have enough to win a title with this roster, but can have enough to win a title if a couple of trades are made? When does it get to that point? Because it's fragile, too. If you lose enough maybe you don't like maybe you go more into developmental mode and and as opposed to trying to to chase every win and try Mm. and be a contender I think that's a tough ask this year but sometimes that kind of thing can be taken care of for you yeah but with what they're paying in the luxury tax developmental mode is way okay it's way down the road that's why what bob Myers. well said, i just mean be yeah. a 500 no, team know, play them and maybe you're a 500 team yeah but not a title contender. Yeah. oh no i just yeah i know i just i know they they do not want to do that if that's what's forced upon them yeah they'll deal with it that's why it was so significant what Bob Myers said, because that's the first, and if you've heard it before, please tell me, but that's the first public acknowledgement that I've heard from anyone affiliated with the Warriors that, you know what, we think it'll work, but you never know with young players. Before, it's always been, we love James, we love Jonathan, everything's going to work out. You're still hearing that, but you're also, to me, that's the first time we've heard, ah, young players, you just never know with 20-year-olds, you know, we take, if we can get a one and a half out of the three contribute that's great. That's the first time publicly the words are acknowledging that. So clearly they're not there yet, but they recognize that come the trade deadline, they may have to make some tough decisions on those guys. From the 510 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, uh, we knew there would be growing pains, but when it actually happens, everyone freaks out. There are no expectations on the two ways. Whatever they do is a bonus. If Clay and Poole play better in the first 10, we are in a great spot. Everyone wants to blame the kids. So I, I think, you know, in- interesting point. How uh, about this, though, J.D.? What if you took uh, Lamb's numbers? And I don't have them in front of me. We know what they, what they basically what they are. Let's say Kuminga had produced Lamb's numbers. Can you imagine the excitement right now? Yes. Over, oh, my goodness. He is the, yes. going to be the greatest player of all He's time. He's going to be right? Giannis. Yes. He's going to be Kawhi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, people don't expect much from the two ways. Anthony Lamb has been playing out of his mind. Ty Jerome's had a few moments, too. I'm disappointed he didn't play more last night, but I get that. But, yeah, it's not just the expectations. The two ways have played well. Lamb's played really well. And the young players, Wiseman, Kuminga, have really struggled. That's a fact. They have, and, and look, Anthony Lamb at this point is a better player than Jonathan Kaminga. He's a better player. He, he's not necessarily more talented, but he's a better player right now. And the rotation would tell you he's a better player than, than even Moses Moody. 
Uh, although again, Lamb probably more of a more of a four uh, at this point, and and Moody more of a two three. But it it that is telling in and of itself, and the fact that the Warriors are going out of their way to only play Looney or Draymond at center is telling as to mm-hmm. I mean the Cavs have a young the Cavs game I think is almost the the perfect example on Wiseman. The Cavs have Jared Al, Jared Allen yeah, and, right. and Evan Mobley, yeah. two young bigs that they play together and and Wiseman gets a DNP coach's decision while Kevon Looney plays 30 minutes. Right. I thought of that too. That was the type of game last night that they drafted Wiseman to help them in and he just isn't there right now. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. More text messages, more phone calls. Two hours in the books. We got one hour to come. It's JD and Whitey. It's Warriors this week, and it's here on ninety five seven. The game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.